Coming up on this week's episode, we begin with an update on Colby's dishwasher and discover the secrets of the air fryer. Then we get to the weirdest news from CES, including handy robots, auto doggy doors, and ice cream by the can. Stick around, it's all right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 299, recorded January 12th, 2021. The Pod People. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and of course, you. Uh, I am Sean Jennings, joined by two guys who are always stopping to steal. <laughs> it's Dan Miller and Colby. Sorry, I, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I should have oh, been more boy. tactful. Yeah, that's a thing. I think the real Every- question is is whether or not we'll all, uh, we'll be here to for episode three hundred next week. Will we make it? I don't know. Stay tuned. I mean, we've gone through a lot over those 300. <laughs> <laughs> the overthrow of democracy, not yet, but it could you happen. Know. An attempt, we made an attempt overthrow. Yeah. We made it through being dead, so. <laughs> we got, <laughs> did make it through God. That, I, that, right. I feels thought like about that ago. a lot last week. I was like, remember when. Remember when the only thing that that seemed important was Bean Dad? Not to me, not to us, but to the internet when it was like, oh, wow, like, yeah, this is terrible. It's like, God. But that's how time has just so aggressively just slowed down online, where a day feels like an eternity. Yeah, right. A day feels like an eternity, but then it cuts both ways because in the moment in the day are like wow this is going on forever and then a day later like wow that was so long ago right that really that was only seven days ago mm-hmm. guys we're only 11 days into 2021 <sighs> not promising but but guys maybe we should move on we've got something more positive to talk about a super important follow-up to last week's episode Colby, how is your new dishwasher? <laughs> it's amazing. Didn't now so the dishwasher hadn't come again, time time vortex problem. The dishwasher had not arrived when we recorded last week. Correct. It was gonna be delivered. It was delivered without a hitch. Um they carried up the stairs even though there was an elevator. I think they regretted it when they got to the top, but um it got up here, which is really what matters to me. The I hooked it up myself because it was like $300 to have them install it. And I'm like, there was already a dishwasher there. Like all they would have done is like connect the water hose. So I did that and it works perfectly. And now I have a dishwasher again. It's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. What was was the first uh, thing you washed? (laughs) (laughs) And then he... he, (laughs) He really needed to see a laundry detergent in it. Yeah. Laundry in it. Now I need a new dish. <laughs> uh, no. Um, I think the first thing I did, I just put something random in there. Like I had a bowl out that I had used to like collect the water when I disconnected the hoses from the dishwasher in the first place. And I threw that in there like on a rinse cycle to just, just to see if it worked. Because my, my, the other dishwasher couldn't even do a rinse cycle. Um, but then I did like a full, all, all the, the day's dishes in the evening and it was, it was, it was great. Well, well, you sent Dan and I a little video of the, uh, of the dishwasher working. I gotta tell you that thing was, ah, oh, it looked so clean oh, and yeah. new inside. I was so, I would be afraid to use it. Cause you opened it up like while water was in it. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to go in there. Like that looks nice. I want to It has that there. new dishwasher smell, which is a thing. It turns out it smells a lot like a new car. Now, how well does it wash dishes? Mm. I don't know. Um, It does a real good job. It doesn't, I think, like, much like the old dishwasher, it's like plastic doesn't dry great. So, like, I have to take my Tupperware out of the top and, like, put it on the drying rack for a while after it comes out. Everything else is great. And for some reason, my the old one, when I would run my, like, stainless steel pans through it, they would get, like, weird, like, discolorations in the pan 
like in the usually in the part that the food went in, but mm-hmm. that yeah, that like film. Yeah, it's like a shiny. it's like a weird off color shiny thing that kind of like I don't know. It wouldn't really go away. Mm-hmm. It would eventually go away, but it I don't know. It didn't seem to like hurt anything, but it was there. But that doesn't seem to be happening right now, at least. So I guess good. Everything comes out very shiny. Nice, like a dishwasher it's commercial. Amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's there's food that's been removed from like between the tines of my forks that has been there for like <laughs> two to seven weeks. <laughs> you just start offering your neighbors a service; they can bring their own dishes over, get them cold oh, and clean. Right. right. I like so it has the third rack for utensils, like the top mm-hmm. rack. Which is nice, but I didn't consider that the third rack eats into your vertical space for the other racks. So, mm-hmm. like, some of my, like, glasses don't fit, like, they only fit in certain spots on the on the second rack. Or they can, they can always go on the bottom. And but. we should... And, and we should say, you're, you, it, this is already a, a small dishwasher, the smaller right. size. It's an 18-inch dishwasher. It's like like is wide as a person instead of wider than a person. Yeah. But honestly, it's great. I'm, I've never been so happy with a dishwasher. <laughs> if, you sound it. If, I've never no, been if so we're happy. Being honest, I never considered uh, like, I've never thought about a dishwasher before. Really? I think appliances, almost like a car is one of those things that, People so rarely get new ones in life that it is such um when i when I built the kitchen in my basement, my mother got a brand new refrigerator and a brand new stove, and I had never had and seen and like been around a new one in my life. Uh, it's just one of those things you buy so rarely, and holy shit is the technology gotten so good <laughs> in these things that it is like heats up fast is the refrigerator is like sexy and gorgeous and like yeah, LED lighting, it just looks odd. It's not even a fancy one, and I'm just like, God, I want new appliances so bad because it is like such a nice treat and perk you so Wait, rarely get. The stove heats up more quickly. Is it an electric stove? So it's a, it's an ele- it's an electric stove uh, with a glass top, and I've used electric stove with glass tops before that are older. And this one, just through no scientific proof, um, to me heats up very quickly. Very consistent about its heat. It's got that nice dual ring where you can heat a small ring That's or nice. a big ring. It's got the warming thing. You know, it's got kind of those bells and whistles. Um, right. That that it just it just works really nicely. Yeah, cool. turns out new stuff works. I, you know, honestly, yeah, it's pretty nice. I well, yeah, I'm gonna be sad when we leave this place and have to go back to our place with a new dishwasher though because i take the plastic tupperware out of this dishwasher and it's bone dry (laughs) and it's it's an old dishwasher i well i think some of that and i might be speaking out of turn (laughs) but i think some of that is actually features they took out for energy efficiency um, and so that's, you'll never get that back. You got you got to get the vintage retro. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, like one of those people, uh, the, I, I read a, a story in the New York times today about Robert Caro. He has a, he has a typewriter guy, uh, to get his typewriter repaired, but it's like, oh, makes sense. Right? Like if you're the, one of the few people who uses a typewriter, you just can't walk down the street and get your typewriter repaired. You need to have a relationship with someone who does that. I'm going to have like vintage dishwasher guy. Well, I know toilets are a big really one, where um, all the toilets sold now are low flow. And there are some people who believe it just doesn't work as well. Doesn't get it as they just like the, the high bowl water, the high flush. And so literally like they'll go buy used toilets or, or they'll like, you know, they'll like work with plumber. There's like a black market. I'm not even kidding. You can look this up. There's like a black market for the old style of toilets. Uh, because you literally, they've been like outlawed. You can't <laughs> no, buy them. I have not. I have not experienced that. And used toilet is not a phrase I ever want to think about. <laughs> yeah, well, it's vintage, right? You don't want a vintage toilet. I would take a vintage unused toilet, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, Dan. I feel like the toilet in your your first New York apartment was pretty vintage. 
It, it was extremely vintage. And and it was like you could definitely feel the power. Like that <laughs> thing was flushed very vigorously. Especially <laughs> oh that yeah. Especially that one time, uh, I think this actually happened twice where it wouldn't stop flushing. Like that, <laughs> that was it was very difficult to sleep. In fact, uh, it flushed so vigorously that it steamed up the the bathroom just from flushing because I had to close the door because otherwise I would be able to sleep because it was flushing so loudly. Um, and then after I did that, it like there was like condensation on all the walls and stuff after a night of it flushing constantly. Um, but but despite that, like I never got the sense when I used a different toilet than that one. I was like, oh man, I'm really missing out. Like this thing's not doing its job correctly. I I have never had that issue. Maybe I'm not paying attention. Well, I know like my house uh, came with both toilets are the like two button toilets, like the light flush mm-hmm. and the heavy flush. And I swear to God, they do the <laughs> same thing no matter which one you press. I am absolutely. I've done it enough. I'm absolutely convinced that it is just for show, and it doesn't do anything different. It. So, I always got the impression, though I I also didn't do this. That uh, is this one of those ones that has like the one water droplet, two water droplet uh, symbology. Yes. I always got the impression that the one water yes. droplet was, you know, we're going deep into the bathroom talk here. It was more like a urinal <laughs> in that it like rinsed the bowl, right. Yes. But it didn't like clear out all of the uh, the contents of the bowl. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Is that not what it Very does? Polite. It it like does a full flush? No, I swear the same and I've been like when I was in, in Europe and stuff, I mean that's all they had over they started right. it before it came to the US and over there there was a big difference between yeah, those two buttons. And in my house in my house Push one, push the other. It seems like the exact same thing Maybe they just bought those, like, toilets, and I I, I guess, like, how would you turn it off, right? Like, it's not like it needs a different hookup or something. That's weird. No, I just think it's just a crappy toilet. But I don't know, Dan. Come to my house and try it out. So when are we pivoting Don't Panic into the Home Appliances and Home Improvement podcast? Well, first of all, honestly, honestly, I would greatly enjoy that. But also... (laughs) um, I, I, there was a second question we asked last week that I actually have oh. an answer to. You all wanted to know what is an air oh, fryer? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, well, okay. You sound very excited. Would you like me to share with you the the results yes. of yes. my fruitful search? Uh, an air fryer is a fancy convection oven. Essentially, it's the same technology in a in your standard pod type air fryer. There's a heating element, like a heating coil, and a powerful fan. And basically, you know, when you take food and you drop it in oil to fry it, the heat of the oil is really what fries it, and then some of the oil seeps in. The idea with air frying is it creates a pocket of hot air from the hot coil air being blown around it. It creates a pocket of air, and the hot air is actually what cooks it instead of the oil. So you're essentially cooking it the same way. It's just you don't have the oil also soaking into the food. Now... There's a great wire cutter article. Uh, the best air fryer you can buy is actually a toaster oven. And they make the argument, and I'm sure you've probably seen, Dan shaking his head, I'm sure you've seen this, that a convection toaster oven basically does the exact same, and even your convection oven essentially does the same thing. Um, the difference is that they usually put a little more powerful fans in the air fryer. Uh, but really, if you get a convection toaster oven and put food in it, it's going to cook it the exact same way. What they don't like about the pod ones is it's a small amount of food you can put in, and they tend to be a little more inconsistent in how hot or cool they actually um, cook the food. Weird. Yeah, did you see – I saw you comment on my toaster oven tweet today, Sean, but there was some uh, – I saw some air fryer discourse on it later on. Uh, yes, it's been it's, – it's a controversial. Some people stand by them. Some people say – they're unnecessary. I can't imagine, like, like I can't imagine owning a slot toaster and an air fryer. It's like, <laughs> come on, like, a slot what are toaster. you doing? <sighs> Again, well, I, we may have talked about this, but I do maintain that if I had infinite time, infinite space and money, sure, I would have a slot toaster. And if I was just toasting bread and the slot toaster was there, I would probably use the slot toaster. Uh, just because I, it feels faster, it might not be faster, but definitely feels more satisfying. 
It's a fun thing to use a slot toaster. But if you are, have limited space, a toaster oven will toast bread just fine. It might toast it slower. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, and you can use a toaster oven for so many other things, including being an air fryer, apparently. Yeah. Yep. 100%. And even, and even the article said, because they have dedicated air fryers that are both the pod shape, but they also have ones that look like little toaster ovens. And they're like, even get one of those before you get the pod-shaped ones, because at least you can put more food into the toaster oven style. Ooh, what sort of things fryers? would you make in an air fryer? Like anything that you would fry? Could you well, do that, fried chicken in an air fryer? It's it's basically, what did the article say? It's basically anything you want crispy. Okay. You could put asparagus in there. And if you want it crispy, it will make it crispy. Um, you can do meats, vegetables... Okay. Obviously, it's very popular for frozen items is what I know a lot of people, frozen fries, frozen mm. mozzarella sticks, that kind of stuff that's going to make it crispier than either baking it and healthier than tossing it in a deep fryer. Uh, but yeah, if Colby missed my tweet, speaking of making things crispy, we made uh, pancakes over the weekend. We made way too many. Mm. I was like, oh, what are we going to do with all these pancakes? And I was like, well, I guess we'll put them in the refrigerator and try to make them for breakfast. And then we... We put them in the oven and it tasted amazing. Like it, it tasted like we had just made the pancakes. Mm. Uh, so this is this is a game changer for me. I don't know why I never I never I always assumed that pancakes were like were like French fries. Probably one of those like things that you know, done. like you can't you cannot refrigerate them and uh, that, and have them come out good. That's wild. Like I've reheated pancakes like in the microwave. Which is disgusting. Like they're terrible, but I can't believe I didn't think to to cook them in a pan again. Twice, twice panned cakes. <laughs> well, I told my tweet back at Dan was I said, "What? Who has leftover pancakes? <laughs> That's never been. A, I've literally, literally never had leftover pancakes. So maybe I'm just not making well, enough. I don't know." The- I think I probably could have eaten all of them uh, because it's like it's like ice cream or or one of those foods where it does it. It never feels like it's really filling you up, and there's always room for more mm-hmm. pancakes. Uh, it's basically a dessert, but uh, I was uh, let's say I was shot down in this, and that we should not eat the incredibly prodigious amount of pancakes that we that we made, even though I think I could have. Uh, and that's how we ended up with leftovers. But also, we're only two people. I think <laughs> Fair. We, we probably should have made less pancakes for two people. Well, that's nice. That's a nice little yeah, cooking hack. There you go. Well, that's good to know. Speaking of cooking hacks, I assume there are some uh, CES fun CES cooking gadgets. I don't know. No. Oh, Dan, Thank look you. at you. Uh, yes. Uh, so, you know, anyone, we're on episode 299 here. Anyone who's listened to the show for a long time knows there's a yearly occasion that gets us all excited. And that is CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, the time of year where all of the big electronics companies announce what's coming up next. And all the small electronic companies announce things that probably will never actually be made. Uh, historically, it's been in person in Las Vegas, which was fun. You'd see a lot of people roving the floor and taking pictures and going to booths. It's virtual this year. So we don't have quite the long list of stories we normally do. That being said, I've selected here a handful of fun and wacky uh, smart gadgets and general junk from ces guys is there one in here you want to start talking about we've got uh, ice cream pods we've got smart pet doors we've got samsung robots smart bathtubs. i'm looking at the robot right now it, it seems kind of okay, why the robot's the putting robot. dishes in the dishwasher now oh <gasps> holy this is moly. It. it's yeah, happening so- <clears throat> So CES is famous for vaporware, so don't get too excited. Uh, Samsung announced a number of, uh, I believe it was three new robots uh, that are in development. The first one is called Bot Handy, uh, and it is a uh, sort of tall robot on wheels, um, about, you know, probably four or five feet high, that has a single robotic arm on it, long robotic arm. Uh, and it's got wheels on the bottom. It's basically like a Roomba on the bottom. 
And basically, they say it's uh, meant to be, quote, an extension of you in the kitchen, living room, and anywhere else you may need an extra hand in your home. Um, it can, uh, that single arm that can pivot at three points with a clamp on the end, um, it'll be able to assess uh, the material that different objects are made of, so it'll grab them with the right amount of force, uh, and it'll be able to handle objects of varying sizes, weights, and shapes. Uh, their examples include setting the table, emptying the dishwasher, doing your laundry, um, anything a robot on wheels <laughs> with an arm can do. Oh my god. This is what I've been waiting for. The real question is whether or not this robot will be able to operate the elevator in my building to go downstairs to do the laundry. <laughs> but even what happened? What happened to Colby's robot? It's wandering <laughs> the streets. I, I think it more likely it's just stuck in the elevator. <laughs> even um, like we have a washer and dryer in this place that we're staying at, and you know. It's not a big deal, but every time you do the the laundry, now you have to like you have to be there to take the laundry out and put it in the dryer after it's been washed. Not not a big deal, but it's one of those like just in, like the, the the programmer in me is like this is so automatable. You just take everything over here and you put it in there, and you press the same buttons every time. Uh, yeah. I, now, did they say like is it actually? Do they have any sort of like? Has this been productized or is it just a proof of concept? Like, how would you tell it, like, how to set the table or which dishes to put away where? So, great question. Uh, the answer is, I doubt they know. So, they announced three robots. Um, one of which we just talked about, the robot, bot hand, robot the bot handy. Uh, they also announced the bot care, uh, which is a robotic assistant and companion uh, but essentially, the main difference is that it um, it is a robot. I it, it's a it's a, it doesn't have an arm, but it's also kind of a robot that wheels around and does. How does stuff it do it without you. an arm? What would it do? Um, it learns your schedules and habits and sends you reminders. I think it's more like a, an assistant that kind of just wheels around and you can talk to it. And okay. but I don't think it does any real physical activities. Um, and then the one that they've sort of hinted, the one that they've actually said will come to the market in the first half of 2021 is the JetBot 90 AI Plus, um, which is a vacuum cleaner. Uh. But it uses object recognition technology to identify and classify objects to decide the best clean path. So it'll know what a couch is versus a table. Um, with LiDAR and 3D sensors, um, it, it'll uh, integrate with um, the... Uh, Smart things, which I mean, who doesn't love smart things? I'll put up a picture here on my uh, monitor if you guys can see. I mean, it's just kind of like a, a bulky Roomba, basically. Uh, that's the only one they've said they're actually going to release. The other two are just sort that's of cool in <clears throat> development. I wow. do think like the Roomba software is it has it if it if you could tell Roomba <clears throat> don't vacuum under couches, that would be so useful. Uh, but as it stands, you like look at this radar map, and you're like, "Is that the couch?" And you kind of squinted through, and like, oh, "I guess that's the couch." But like, the couch also to a Roomba doesn't show up as an obstruction because it can just go under it. Uh, so, yeah, that would be super useful. But I, I think that's the that is really the hard part is like, how do you make a product that people can teach like they have to program it really like here's my washer here are the settings i want you to use or here's where the plates go in my cupboard uh and how you do that is super interesting i don't know sounds like a cool problem yeah i agree well i just um i just read and you're gonna say i just pre-ordered it interesting <laughs> i just i just bought one fifteen thousand dollars i said no problem uh no actually it's a problem for someone like me whose laundry is on a different story right i don't have an elevator so can this thing fall down my stairs i bet it can uh no i was gonna say uh i read an article about a a research that uh university had done and they developed a ai that can detect what algorithm another ai is running just by mm -hmm. watching it work it was an interesting uh, study, but that's the kind of thing where I just wonder if a robot watched you take the laundry out of your machine or watched you load the dishwasher, 
would that be enough for it to learn? I don't know. Yeah, it could be. <clears throat> could be. Um, this <laughs> reminds me, uh, we maybe talked but about think, this, but the uh, yeah. the talk I saw a couple years ago where like one, one of the big applications of, of AI is like fraud detection. Um, and there are certain types of AI where the, or let me back up. When you do fraud detection, people and businesses want to know why a charge was declined. It's not sufficient to say, like, this charge is fraudulent. Like, oh, it was because uh, this person, like, their last purchase was, like, over 300 miles away from where they are now or, or whatever it is, right? They're, uh, they, they bought, a, like, this is outside of the spending, the typical spending habits. But a lot of these AIs... There's no explicable reason. Like it's just taking all these inputs and like you don't even know what's input what inputs it's taking. You're just feeding it everything and then it just makes a decision. Uh, so when they, they rolled out this new AI based fraud detection, but the and it was better, it detected more fraud than the old one, but the only problem was no one could explain exactly why it had made a decision. So what they did was they made another AI that looks at the charges and then the outputs from the fraud detection AI and then comes up with a plausible explanation as to why it may have been declined. <laughs> but it's a completely different system. Um, and people, like, everyone was satisfied. Uh, like, customers, that no one complained that it, it seemed implausible. But, like, deep down, everyone working in the system knew, it was like, well, this is not necessarily the reason why the charges declined at all. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Another AI's interpretation of what that one was thinking. This is That's the future. Weird. Nobody knows how anything works. Yeah, like I think this is really the future where, like, there's gonna. Have you either of you read the iRobot books? Not the not the Will Smith movie. Um, <laughs> Wildly different. <laughs> yes <laughs> but the, the idea that there will be like robot psychologists like I think there's going to be computer psychologists pretty soon not in title but in, in effect like you're not going to be writing any code there's no code to look at all you're looking at is like the behaviors of all these systems how what they did at a time and you're trying to come up with a plausible explanation as to why they may have done it but you'll never know if you were right yeah it's awesome <laughs> I'm excited Anyways, that's great. Although I will say, you know, I think I know, but I think about the bot handy here and I'm trying to figure out if it actually is like if it were a reasonable price and was and worked well. I just don't think my life is that like I just don't need it. Like, is it really like at what point I know there was an I, I think it was Samsung and this may have been last year, but they were working on a robot that essentially like permanently mounts to your mm -hmm. kitchen. And it's got two arms. And essentially all it does is cook. That's the whole robot's job. And it can reach all the pans and the food and it cooks for you. To me, that's better. Yeah. I don't I don't need a robot to do like minor tasks like they're minor. I need a robot to do the stuff I don't like. I don't laundry isn't that difficult or loading the dishwasher, but cooking a meal. I don't know. See, I would rather. I think cooking the meal is like the fun part. I would rather have the robot that cleans up after me. Yeah. And I like. I will say, like the, you know, not having had a dishwasher for a while, it's not like that much work to wash all your dishes all the time. But like, it's some work, and it does add up. You know, in over the course of a day. Well, I guess the interesting question for me then becomes, can they make a robot that does these tasks as well as I do or <laughs> better? Like if they were like, this robot will scrub 99.9% .9 of stuff off your plates and the average human does 96%. Like, can they actually be like, this robot will do laundry better <laughs> than you will? Then, I, then I'm like, okay, if it does it as well as I do, that's not impressive because I <laughs> don't do a good job. So, You know what I was just <laughs> thinking? Like, I would love a robotic sous chef where I can just say, like, uh, I need a small bowl. I, I need the quarter cup measure. Please chop me a one quarter teaspoon of parsley or, or something. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, that's what's interesting about the one arm concept to me is, like, 
it's so much simpler than having two arms, yeah. right? <laughs> Tell I'm me assuming. about it. Seems like it. Um, and you think about, like, it, it can't really chop with one arm, I wouldn't think, right? Or not well, anyway. So there's only, it can only do certain tasks, but maybe that's good. Maybe that's a smart way to do it. Yeah, maybe you could give it different attachments. Like, like you could have an arm thing it's that a, is, like, it's it like sucks up the parsley, and then, then it, like, there's, like, a food processor thing inside of it, and then it spits <laughs> the chopped parsley back out. It, it reminds me of, uh, I'm sure you guys have never seen the movie Runaway. I haven't heard of it. With no. Tom Selleck? Oh, you you really... Okay, I'm going to recommend, if you get a chance to watch this Run movie, uh, I won't give you the whole thing, but essentially it's Tom Selleck, who is a robot police officer in a world where robots exist. But again, they're not dangerous. They're just like household robots, but he like corrals them when they go out of control or something goes wrong with them. And one of the... And Gene Simmons plays the bad guy. It's a great movie. But there's a scene in the movie where someone, there's a, a robot just suddenly has a gun and like shoots somebody. And it's like, who gave a gun to the robot? Like, that's what I think of this thing with its one hand. Like, oh, it's got a gun all of a sudden. I, I just away? think of that movie. But, um, or Runaways. That's one of the two. I forget if it's plural or not. With Tom, Tom Selleck. Selleck. Kirstie Alley's in it. Oh, I see. Um, the, the Apple TV thing. Oh, there we go. I see that beautiful mustache. All right. Oh, it is so because the robots are like giant clunky 80s robots and they're and and Gene Simmons is programming them to go berserk it's a whole it's a great movie if you get a chance to see it um anyway so that's the robot angle guys is there something else in here we want to we want to pine on that'll change the future Um. forever I mean, we can talk about the ice cream pods. Okay. I know we love pod machines on here, uh, whether it's the Keurig or the Nespresso, where we've talked about the, the famous implosion of the yeah. Juicero. <laughs> well, guys, good news. Pods have come to the cold cream sector called Cold Snap. Um, it takes pods filled with ingredients and turns them into soft serve ice cream on demand. They also plan to offer frozen yogurt pods, frozen coffee pods, frozen smoothie pods, frozen healthy shake pods, and slushy pods. There will also be frozen cocktail pods as well. Um, There aren't a ton of details around it. We don't know what the machine will cost or what the pods will cost, um, though they say it's supposed to start shipping in the second quarter of 2021. Um, They're also testing it initially in Boston. I'm just saying. I'm just saying you can get on it. Get an exclusive uh, review. We, uh, the pods are not refrigerated; they're shelf stable, so God knows how they turn that into ice cream? Question mark. Um, but they do come in giant silver cans, the size of like a hard seltzer can, <laughs> um, that you have to put in your pantry in the single pods. Um, in anywhere from sixty to ninety seconds, you will have single serve ice cream. I feel like cool. we're just uh, we're just inching closer and closer to this like Star Trek like microwave thing that just like conjures food. It's like we're getting there. Yep. I mean that's going to be amazing, but notably in the Star Trek thing, there's just one thing that does all that stuff. You don't have your um, right. single right. use oven pods that you that you cook your hot food in, and your coffee pods, and your your cold pods. Right. We're we're waiting on a convergence. Do you think the Star Trek thing required pods on the back end? There's <laughs> <laughs> just a giant room of, of food pods somewhere. Uh, I, 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 what I can't believe, and they really do such a great job of hiding it in these photos, is how big this thing is. is it? You know, they shoot it like straight ahead so you don't see how deep it is on the counter. But this thing looks huge i'm gonna watch this video um oh i haven't seen the video i'll have to click oh yeah wow look at that that. um this this is wild (laughs) but i have you know there's a a podcast i think i picked Uh, it on the show before that i'm a big fan of your kickstarter sucks uh yeah and um and they cover i've they've done a lot of like single serve pod kickstarter machines before and some of the things people have tried to do is just so stupid. Um, and of all of them... Wait a second. This is... Sh- how 
how much like cold stuff would you have to consume to make this like economically viable? That's a question. A lot. Is it maybe maybe it's a little like like you consume cold stuff so infrequently. But then you'd have a huge thing on your counter. It just doesn't add up. Yeah, and you you can always um if you have a gallon of ice cream, you can just save it. It doesn't right. go bad it's very not quickly. Like it's going right. bad. Can we talk about how many microwaves this lady has in her house in this cold snap video? I just posted I a picture that. of it in the chat. It's four microwaves. She's a bank <laughs> of microwaves. Has microwave. it a redundant array of independent microwaves? <laughs> <laughs> is that that what raid four is <laughs> yeah oh you know what it is i think and i don't i because I, I do love your joke and i'm gonna give you i think they're implying it in a shit because the immediate next shot is also i think it's an applied like shared workspace it's not that like her a, personal that is kitchen. a pretty worky looking thing i've seen microwave arrays like that at offices uh, but i do love the idea that she's like i don't need an oven i just need four <laughs> microwaves and I'll be covered. Like, no fridge. Wait, is this, no what, the, is this what the cool tech companies have in their offices now? Just a microwave wall? That's, uh, I th- I think Hub- HubSpot had something like that. Where th- I don't know if it was, like, a wall of microwaves like that. But there were multiple microwaves, like, in the wall stacked on top of each other. I could be misremembering. That's crazy. I mean, I do think that this... This really doesn't make any sense, but I guess it kind of does make sense in a space where a lot of like mixed and matched people want a variety of things and a little bit of it at a time. Again, like coffee pods make sense in like the lobby of a doctor's office yeah. or in a you know like some place where people are right. just yeah. Like uh, I was, I was. Uh, we've been going to the ski resort near here, and twice we've gone inside to uh, order food. Uh, but then you have to go back outside. And one of the times, actually two, both of those times I ordered hot chocolate because of course, like that's what you want. And the first time it was just me, like uh, no one else is in there. And so I was, I had nothing else to do except to watch what was going on. And then I saw like, Oh, okay. They just get the hot chocolate out of a machine and then charge you $4 <laughs> for it. Um, and then we like went to this other place. that was much more fancy. And I recounted the story to Lena. I was like, yeah, the last place, like, they just squirted it out of machine. But honestly, I was so cold that it, I didn't really care. But this place, like, surely, like, this is one of those places where, like, they beverages is their thing. Like, this must be. And uh, now I was on the lookout. And uh, there are a lot more people in there. And I order. And I'm squinting in the kitchen. I'm like, what's what's going on in there? Is, 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 there, is there a machine? Sure enough, I see, like, god damn it. This, like, single-purpose hot chocolate machine. So I think this makes a lot of sense in a commercial setting because they already they are down to get these single purpose machines for things that people order a lot. And there, I'm sure there's plenty of places where people would order a lot of ice cream. Like imagine if you could walk into any coffee shop and also get ice cream. That would be cool. Well, to me, like and again, this is a big assumption that the what comes out of this machine actually <laughs> tastes good and is legally considered ice cream. But assuming that's true. Imagine you buy a food truck, put four of these in it, and you got an ice cream truck with zero refrigeration mm. needed. Right. Oh, you don't need to refrigerate the cans? I mean, no, they say they are shelf-stable and require no refrigeration, mm. which is why I'm so suspicious of how it works and what this machine... Because they will not, they will not mm. say what's in the cans. So I have to say what's in the so cans. so suspicious. At some point, but uh, not at some now. Point. Okay, yeah. Probably. My my guess is it's like an evaporated milk or, or or some sort of dried powdered milk or something. And what the machine does is it adds the cold and, <laughs> yeah, and cool. some kind of right. liquid. Um, what a what a what a crazy thing! Oh, and of course you got the Soda Stream being a, a prominent contender in the in the pod market, basically. Except it's not. Well, there was. I think we. We talked on the show about the uh, Keurig's alcoholic drink yes. maker machine, which I think they still sell, uh, that just did the, the cocktails. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, good news. There's a, a single-use device for everything <laughs> you could ever need. Maybe someday, instead of uh, 
before before we get the the Star Trek convergence of all the devices, you could just have a room like the bank of microwaves, right? But like all <laughs> all around the room, just like like uh, cutouts with like single use things right, in you, them. You got the pod wall, right? You got right. the hot pod yeah. machine, the cold pod machine, and then the food pod machine. <laughs> yeah. Hot liquid, cold liquid, solids. There you go. That's all you need. See, I have this vision in my head of Colby pulling like a Theranos style scam where he promises like we've invented new technology for a machine that can take any pod. <laughs> Coffee, ice cream, food, you name it. Put any pod in. It's like this slick black machine. There's like, there's no way that works. And Colby's like, no, I, it, I swear where we've tested it, it works. Just send us your pod and we'll send you the food. And trust us, the machine is making it. And Colby like has this big billion dollar scam. It would it would be an AI that can turn any object into food. That would be you you just stick anything in, hopefully it's a pod, doesn't have to be, and it squirts something out that is human consumable. That sounds very upsetting. I was scared of the word like soiling uh, green. Don't, don't look inside the it's, tiny black box. But that's, I just love the idea, because that was Theranos, right? They didn't test in the machine. They sent it to their secret lab to have them test it. I like the idea. It's like, send it to Colby, and Colby will send you food. And don't worry. Don't worry. It, it was what you sent us. And it's like Colby secretly has, like, a kitchen in the back, and they're just right, and, food. And, and you get, like, food that is that, whose quality is commensurate with the value of the object that you put in the tiny box. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really just a pawn shop. Send us stuff. We send you food. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like have old shoes lying around? Colby, you'll send you a sink. Oh. St- we'll call it stuff the number four food.biz. I don't hate it. <laughs> now, how you make money doing it is a huge question, but that's to be solved. The investors can hey, figure that out. They must have the the price of like corn syrup down pretty pretty low these days. Just, you know, if your baseline is you just excrete some corn syrup on, <laughs> into a cup for an old shoe. Uh, yeah. Hey, the fine print says it's technically right. food. <laughs> You put you put five dollars in now. Now you'll get a sandwich. Now we're talking. You get what you put in, uh, guys. Any other any other devices on here? We we must touch on. I, I do want to talk about the dog door because I, I saw a surprising amount of chatter about this online. Yeah, this thing is is it's one of those ideas that I'm like I'm surprised no one has thought of this yet. So the folks at Chamberlain, uh, Chamberlain, Chamberlain, uh, who are big into garage. They're like the big name in garage door openers. Um, I think they kind of bought everybody else and consolidate, uh, consolidated it. They've decided to make what they call the MyQ Pet Portal. And, and essentially, there's a really nice article that breaks down how they developed it. But basically, they said uh, people want their dogs to be able to let themselves out, but they don't like current dog doors because there's no security. They can go in and out at any time. Uh, they're a hassle to install. Uh, what could make that work? And they decided to start over. As someone who's never had a dog, like I know that dog doors are things like tiny doors inside of doors that allow dogs to transit. But do they allow dogs to go both in and out? Okay, so they're yes. just flaps. There's there's not like there's, there's not a one way dog door. No, I mean there are like nicer ones but no i mean they're, they're it's it's pretty low okay. security okay. um and so they decided chamberlain decided they're just going to build a whole new door and so basically they started saying if we created a door that already had this tech built in what could we do with it so they created a motorized door already built in uh and that door includes twin 1080p cameras um IR and light touch safety sensors to avoid pinched tails, microphones and speakers to talk to your pet, plus an encrypted Bluetooth low energy beacon that goes around your dog's neck. The door won't open until your pet is stationary for a few seconds to make sure they 
actually want to go out, and the door automatically closes behind them. It's essentially a motorized sub-door within the door that uses a lot of technology to properly let them in and out and seal the home. Um, and it looks like a regular door when you're not using it. I mean, it does look like a regular door. It's, it's, it's honestly, if you just sent me the gif of this with no explanation, I'd say that's like some crazy <laughs> sci-fi stuff and I love it. Now for, for all, for these things and for like the smart locks and the smart doorbells, how do you power them? Um, that is a super good question. That I don't have an immediate answer to from this article. What about for like the smart locks and the uh, the smart doorbells? My uh, well, the smart doorbells. A lot of doorbells have power. They have transformers and powers that actually run in the wire out to the button. Um, otherwise, you put it to a rechargeable battery. My Y smart lock literally just takes double oh, A wow. batteries. Weird. So eventually, your lock runs out of batteries. I had to replace them the other day. Actually. And when it runs out of batteries, how do you open your door? Um, well, I, mine is, mine has a key. So, I mean, I can still manually unlock it with a key, but it give, gave me plenty uh-huh. of notice before it went out. They're like, Hey, just letting you know, your battery is running low. You should replace it. So it wasn't a surprise. Here's another, I've got tons of questions uh-huh. tonight. How do we know when batteries are running low? Just like the regular old batteries. Double A, right? Like, how can you just tell? I'm going to have to get back to you. Should that be oh, what I research yeah. for next week's show? This week's research question was wildly successful. So, like, yeah. d- Does something about, like, does it get harder to draw power from a battery that has less less juice in it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll circle back on that. That's a great you know. And question. here's a question. This is a little bit unrelated. Another thing I think about all the time and I, ha- I have researched this, and I have been able to find a good answer. You know, um, on Windows and on Mac, although, I, and I don't know of an equivalent for this on Linux, you get the, like, application not responding or whatever it's called on Windows in, in the task manager. How does Windows know mm-hmm. when an application is not responding? Like, what, 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 like, what determines that? Do all apps have to, like, implement some kind of thing where, like, hey, if the OS asks you if you're alive, you have to respond? Is there something else? So if anyone knows, any, any listeners, I've been curious for years. Maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because I have noticed that sometimes for like a poorly coded app, if you like give it a video decoder or something, the, the thing will be like, oh, this application is not responding. I'm like, no, like it's just busy. Like, trust. okay, fine. And then that got me thinking like, oh, so that... It's not some like intrinsic property of the process that the the computer knows is not responsive. It, it's something that that the, that the process has to do to prove to the OS that it is responsive. I think, but maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, CES. Uh, yeah, fancy dog doors. Uh, each one of these are going to cost you about three oh, grand. Woof. Which well, I guess it is a door. It, it's a well, it, it's, how much do you think a door costs? From like a, well, doors can. I mean, I would say this isn't. I mean, yes, this is for sure, for sure, at the higher end. But but there are doors that cost a thousand dollars. I mean, it's not unheard of when you talk about a yeah, really I high quality. That a and door, these are like a door. An under a thousand dollar door would be like as cheap as you'd want to go on like an actual wooden door. Well, these are outdoor facing doors, right? Like an interior door mm-hmm. isn't that expensive, but these have to be, I mean, and that's one thing they talk about in this article is there's all kinds of like UL certifications and mm. building code and a lot of things that go into exterior fire code. Um, and so exterior doors are very And we're back expensive. to the Don't Panic Home Improvement no. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, hey, look, I'm going to tell you, this thing is friggin' awesome. Uh, if I had a pet, like oh, this is exactly absolutely. the kind of dumb thing I would buy. My cat does not go outside, but now have um, they made this is, they, this is like for, such a for good pets? Idea. Have they made like a a cool smart collar thing with like a camera built in, and you can just like simulate what your pet's life is like while you're at work? 
they have that cat thing where you can like log in on your phone and shoot treats at your cat. <laughs> Is what? that the same? No, it's like uh, I, I like it. It's like it's like part home security camera, part like treat cannon. And and like you can log in on your phone and it like swivels around like you can control it on your phone and you can like call it like has a microphone or it has a speaker so you can call your your pet pro I think usually a cat it's meant for cats over and then you can like shoot a treat at your cat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know. I know there's a, a cool cool device out there that you can actually buy. It actually uses the micro, you know, you, how you microchip a pet where you put mm -hmm. the uh, RFID chip in them. It actually uses that. And what it does is if you have multiple pets, you put the pet's food in it. And it actually is locked until your, the animal that's supposed to eat out of it walks up to it. It reads the tag. And then it actually opens and unlocks the food. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> Which is great. Well, especially if you have animals with like special medical diets mm -hmm. or certain things where different pets can't interact with one another, um, only that animal can ever eat out of it. It's pretty neat. Just wait till they start microchipping us. <laughs> well, I was going to say, can we make a, like a Colby proof <laughs> one where he, like, he can't get at Dan's lunch? I want the cookies. <laughs> that would be good to get you healthy eating. Colby can only access the salad no. and not the cake. Oh. <laughs> Oh, what a nightmare. Oh, boy. God bless CES. Um, all right, guys. Well, we are at the point of the show where we head on over to Picks. It is when we each bring something we've enjoyed and want to share with the world, um, tech-related or not. I'm going to go first this week because my name's at the top of the list. And um, I don't know if it was a month or two back, Colby, you shared your Thunderbolt uh, doc. Yeah. Uh, that you purchased, the Cal Digit, which actually I've got my one from work sitting at my desk here, uh, which I'm a big fan of. But, you know, Thunderbolt obviously has higher throughput, um, you know, a good sort of permanent long-term solution. But there are other USB-C docks you can buy that aren't quite as aggressive. Um, and I needed one for my office here. So I went with the wire cutters pick. No surprise there. The Vava um, USB-C 9-in-1 hub, USB ports, HDMI, Ethernet, um, uh, headphone jack, um, SD card, uh, etc. Uh, and it plugs right into the USB-C port, and it's great, and it's significantly cheaper than the CalDigit. So if you're if 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 you aren't setting up like a permanent desk, this is nice and small. It'll throw in your bag really nice, um, and it's been wonderful for my MacBook uh, working from home. I run uh, my webcam off of it, my extra monitor off the HDMI, um, and it just plugs in really nice and easy. So um, for, for the price, I think you... And actually, there's a $10 off coupon on Amazon, so you can actually get it for less. Come on, 50 bucks, not bad. So the Vava USB-C hub, the link will be on the website, but um, a great uh, USB-C um, sort of mini portable hub. Nice. Not the most exciting thing, but it does literally get the job done. Um, yes. Dan, what do you have? Uh, this is another entry in Dan's little Mac apps that make his life better, and this one's called Screeny. Um, and tell me if this has happened to you. Uh, I take a lot of screenshots <laughs> for, for my work, and it's a little bit better in whichever version of mac os made it so that when you take a screenshot the little like preview of the screenshot appears in the lower right hand corner and you can drag it around but it disappears pretty quickly um and yes. oftentimes i like take the screenshot and i'm like all right now i'm gonna like type up this whole message and now i'm gonna like paste the screenshot in here uh and it's like okay gotta go to the finder and like go to the desktop or wherever it is that hopefully i think they go to the desktop by default maybe Go to wherever your screenshots are, find mm -hmm. the right one. Like, maybe you got to, okay, sort file I created. Okay, yep, there it is. Um, what if instead you just had a little icon in your menu bar, and whenever you click and drag from it, it just grabs the most recent screenshot? Uh, so, like, take a screenshot, type up whatever you're going to type, click and drag from the menu bar, and drop it into Slack or Gmail or whatever, and it's going to be the last screenshot that you took. 
And also, if you click on it, it gives you a nice like grid of all of your recent screenshots. Uh, and that's what Screenia does. It's pretty wow. simple. I just love Mac and Windows <laughs> utilities. I just... They're just who comes up with this stuff. It is so neat. Who had didn't one of you had a really nice utility? The other oh the Air AirPods yeah. utility that I was re- yeah, and I'm, I just I love this little stuff. It's yeah, awesome. Uh, everybody is kind of what inspired me. I was like I should really be looking into this stuff more. Um, yeah. Everybody doesn't work for me at all. It what? just doesn't work. It doesn't connect when you click to connect. It just doesn't connect my AirPods. I don't know why. Now here's something I found out. Did you know if you if you double click on it on the things in AirBuddy, it connects? Did you were you aware of this? No, maybe I'm not clicking enough times. <laughs> oh, maybe you just click one time. I, I I'm not sure. Um, but I should have another one of another little tiny Mac app next week. So stay tuned. I, on one hand, I think it's awesome. On the other hand, I'm jealous because the one Mac I have, my work Mac, I am not allowed to install programs because I am not an administrator. Oh. So it's really because I have an issue connecting no. my AirPods and it's annoying because I can't do anything about it. Yes. I can install from the App Store, but I cannot uh, install. What are they? DMGs? I see. Well, screen is in the App Store. Hey, all right. That's exciting. I'll definitely give nice. it a shot. That's awesome. And frankly, I think my IT department doesn't want me doing App Store stuff. I don't know why I can't. <laughs> I was going to say, on a Mac, cool. like, if you copy the DMG, but I guess if they don't allow DMGs to run... Yeah, you need administrator privileges, and my account specifically does what not What if happen. one of us opens the DMG for you and then, like, <laughs> emails you? Oh, because, yeah... It, it, no, that's I can open them. I, well, the thing is, I can. Oh, I just whatever that's like. It'll even start yeah. the installation, but it'll just get to a stage where I guess it checks with the OS that I can do it, and then permissions. I know how. Da- how dare the IT department not allow me to install random apps downloaded from the internet? Shame on them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, though, it's that's not going to be what gets you. If someone can convince you to install a random app from the internet that actually steals all of your data, they can also convince you to just like tell them your password. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's so funny too, because I'm, I've talked on the show before. My desktop is starting to show its age. And so I'm contemplating my next move in computing, which will probably happen over the next year. And I genuinely don't know if I'm going to buy a Windows Mm, or Mac. I am I am absolutely on the fence because I've enjoyed using my MacBook for work. These M1s are so interesting. But also the new Windows machines are so nice. And they announced at CES the processors that are coming later this year that are supposed to be like not quite M1, but they're going to be really slick for Intels. So oh, I, I didn't read about that. This new, new Intel stuff? TBD. Yeah, I forget what they're called. And they use a bunch of fancy technology. I don't understand how it works, but it's basically... Like it, it uses ARM type architecture, uh, but it does some things that M1 doesn't even do. Uh, anyway, it's supposed to be pretty, pretty exciting for for laptops mm. and desktops. So, uh, enough of that though. Colby, what what are you picking here? So this app is called Libby, and it's like honestly, God, it's a really bad app. It's <laughs> it's terrible to use. But here's the thing. You can, like, log in with your, like, local public library credentials and rent books from the library, but, and like, for your Kindle for zero dollars. Like, how did I not know this was a thing? So is Don't this a abstraction over all of the different libraries... Because a, a lot of libraries let you do these ebook, like lending stuff. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if it's like you know, it's like library software as a service mm-hmm. thing that like libraries belong to. the The Boston Library happens to work with this thing. Um, I honestly have no, I don't know anything about it. I don't know how it works. All I know is that I like typed in my my numbers 
for BPL, I like logged in and I found a book that I wanted to rent from the library. It said, read this on Kindle. And I clicked yes. And then it popped me out to Amazon and Amazon was like, deliver this to Colby's Kindle. And I said, yes. And then it, now it's on my Kindle. Sweet. It's crazy. Yeah, from what I read here, um, Libby is powered by software called Overdrive, which is um, sort of the underlying, they say, the industry's largest catalog um, that covers about 90% of libraries in North America. Um, I'm guessing it's just sort of their default underlying. um, And then Libby is sort of the, like, consumer facing So this is like, what was that thing? It was probably Sean that told me about this, where you could, like, sign up and it would find all of the movies that you had bought on any platform and then put them on all the other platforms. Oh yeah. I forget what that was called. I also forget what that is called. I it guess you'll use yeah, it, it's right? Amazing. Um Yeah. Mm. It was I think it was when when Ultraviolet went to movies Movies anywhere. anywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like movies anywhere, but for for ebook for libraries lending ebooks. Yeah. Also, they do audio books. Like you can listen to audio books. Oh, through this that's thing. cool. Like I don't know. I've been paying for books for years. Yeah. Like a sucker. like an idiot. Yeah. I'm I'm really <laughs> curious about what is going to happen when, you know, like. It seems like a, a purely software version of the library. Like it said, your book is due in 14 days and there's a button to return your book. But I don't know, like, does it automatic? Like if I don't do anything, does it get returned after 14 days or do I get charged a late fee if I don't? Well, yeah, and I think that's how they get away with it with the publishers is they're like sort of like a real library. It's like we only have three right. e-copies. And yeah. they can be taken out at a certain time. But I would love for you to get a digital <laughs> late fee. You have to pay like in Bitcoin or right. something really stupid. Like on the one hand, it's really cool. But on the other hand, it's like it makes it feel so stupid that, <laughs> that like this is happening. I don't know. I'll I'll report back in two weeks when I have to return return my library book. Maybe I'll maybe I'll be a day late just to see what happens. You might be sent to prison for for not returning your right. virtual library book. Um, yeah, available on the App Store and Google Play, totally free. Uh, Libby, super cool. I think that's great. I think we should all support our local libraries. Although I don't know if doing this actually supports your local I library. Have no idea. Question mark. Um, awesome. Alrighty. Well, that's great. That's great. Um, guys, is there anything else you'd like to say or do this evening before we wrap 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 it up? <laughs> No, I'm good. Yeah, me either. All right. Hey, that, hey, there's no shame in that. We've gone for an hour. We've talked enough about everything, really, except that, <laughs> uh, for the most part. We talked about a lot of a lot of home tips and uh, a few other things. I hope everybody out there enjoyed it. Of course, you should check out our website, don'tpanic.io. It's really nice. Uh, these guys worked very hard on it, and you should uh, go there and get all the past episodes. The audio, and, of course, the links to the pics are there. Don't worry about finding it yourself. Just go to the website and click and check it out. Uh, between, you know what? I shouldn't say this. Nobody watches the show. But, guys, I, I had to. There was a little project inside my company where all of our remote sales reps there's like 50 of them um i had to have them all buy a tripod and a, and a ring light because i'm going to be teaching them how to shoot yeah. videos at home like to send to customers and stuff and i had to send them an amazon link and i may have used our <laughs> referral link to have them all buy it so we'll see we might hey. actually get some money from it <laughs> Who knows? But I, but I was logged into my Amazon and I have the little banner up top for the uh, associates account and I'm like, oh, I could just use that link. <laughs> so I'll let you either guys that, know. Either that uh, or you're going to get kicked off, off of Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I, I, you know, skirting the rules, man. When we make $3 off this, you're not going to be laughing nope. anymore. Um, 
But go there because we do get your three cents in referral money. Uh, of course, you should also follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and email us Don't Panic Show at gmail.com. If you know the answer to some of Dan's probing questions, you should definitely let us know. Um, and join us next week. We'll be back with another exciting tech episode. Maybe there'll be some tech news. Who knows? Um, but until then, they're Colby and Dan. I'm Sean. Thanks for being here as always. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next week for yet another exciting edition of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.